0: I love me a Monday, and I'll tell you why, guys, because Mondays mean that you have the whole week ahead of you. Mondays mean that basically you can always, if, uh, whatever good or bad or indifferent that happened the previous week, you can always make it better this week. Monday gives you a complete white page, a blank slate to recreate your perfect week starting with your perfect day. Monday means you can actually, if you choose to, have a one of your best, most perfect focused, scheduled, minimum standard-oriented weeks of your lives, and that could then make it so that the following Monday and the following Monday and the following Monday become days you look forward to opposed to days you loathe. How many of you guys listening right now on a Monday are loathing it just because Mondays have typically more stress than, say, any other day of the week? At least that's been your experience. So reframe it in your minds and realize that Monday is the best day of the week. Not Friday, but Monday is the best day of the week. Jilly, any thoughts on that?
1: Welcome to Clean Slate Day. Let's just not call it Monday anymore. Some some of them okay. have been programmed so heavily that Monday is a rough day that we'll just call it something else. So it's Clean Slate Day, time to get cracking. I know I've already had several great calls with our listeners, with our coaching members, and they're ready to rumble, man. It is reset time and make the most of your week. It's I kind of think of, uh, of the week almost like a – A microcosm of the year right so we know that first quarter is really important to make a great year well Monday is also super important to make it a great week so if you look at it that way and you use Monday to get your focus going and actually think about what you want out of this week generally it goes a lot better
0: I agree and I love what you said it is a microcosm for the entire year and that really is truly what it is so, look, guys, we know, you know, that basically if you're not rocking and rolling on Monday, and that means that come Wednesday, you probably said, screw it to the week. You're going to get started again the following Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the emotional behavioral pattern that a lot of you guys are following? You're saying, oh, my gosh, this is you last week, right? This is you on Thursday and Friday. Oh, you know what? I'm going to crack down. I'm going to drill down, and I'm going to get started. I'm really going to hit it out of the park starting on Monday. And today's Monday. How are you feeling? <laughs> well, I'm going to get ready to get started. I'm going to tweet I'm going to go oh, no. like something on Facebook. I'm not going to – oh, then what happens is oh, I'll get to it tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it Wednesday. And then now you're back with the whole mindset of screw it. I'm going to get around to it the following Monday. That's how you guys piss away a year. That's how you make it so that what could be your best year ever just becomes another year. That's how you basically have decades past never having accomplished what you really truly in, intended to accomplish. Guys, it comes down to your three to five uh, minimum standards. Again, this is all part of the real estate treasure map. Make sure you write those down and you stay as close to those minimum standards as you can. And it's all about basically having those minimum standards help create a schedule for you. When you do that and you do what you don't want to do, oh gosh, aren't you sick of hearing me say this? Well, get unsick of it because about the truth, truth you're ever going to hear. Doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level is the single most important learning that any of us can ever have because once you master that, in other words, doing the things you don't want to do when you don't want to do them, in other words, you're not waiting for your emotional mindset To catch up with your actions. You're going to get into actions. You're going to do what you're supposed to do. It's not about listening to this or reading of that or getting inspired by or whatever. It's the internal you knowing that you have to get off your butt. It's Monday. You have to drill down, get your three to five minimum standards done every single day. And you are going to, through the accumulation effect, have not just a fantastic year, not just a fantastic month, but not just a fantastic real estate career, but a fantastic life. Guys, Stay tuned, stay focused, stay drilled down. So we're going to be talking about something today, which is actually a topic that I think is kind of funny because I think every one of you will be able to relate. It's how to eliminate... The 3 a.m. night sweats. Julie, this is a concept you came up with probably 20 years ago. Share with the listeners who yeah. haven't been exposed to this what you mean by this.
1: Well, I used to suffer from this problem. <laughs> I think you <laughs> do too. And I still, honestly, I still do have the random 3 a.m. real estate night sweat, I'm sure via living vicariously through some of our students and listeners. But basically, a 3 a.m. real estate night sweat can be any number of things that sound like, oh my gosh, did I actually order that termite inspection? The closing's tomorrow. Did I forget that? Did the transaction coordinator do that? for me or it might be you know what nobody's actually gotten that lender letter on that deal or maybe my client that guaranteed the appraisal doesn't actually have the money to make up the difference all of these little mini micro panic attacks that are out there haunting you for your weakest wee small hours moments you guys know what I'm talking about and maybe some of you have different versions of this the BPO is due and I haven't sent it yet and I'm running out of time Maybe that price reduction that I was going to talk to that homeowner about that I promised that call yesterday, I just remembered it because I forgot to put it in my schedule, any number of those things. So in order to avoid that, because obviously it's kind of unhealthy to be waking up in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning, making you not want to feel like working on Monday, maybe it happens to you when you open your eyes. Whatever the case may be, we are creating this podcast, maybe tomorrow's it will run into as well, the Practical Guide to Eliminating Those 3 a.m. Real Estate Night Sweats Forever. So before we get into that, Tim, do you want to do any shout-outs or should we jump right in?
0: If you've got shout-outs, I uh, want to maybe reframe slightly so these guys can uh, really relate to what we're saying. Yeah. Just so you guys are clear, when you're business owners, when you're entrepreneurs, which all of you are, you do have to have 24-7 antivirus software running in your head. Okay. We are not saying that sure. somehow or if you're believing that somehow owning your own business means – that you can have a mental you can mentally have a 9 to 5 work day you can't you always have to have something going on in the back of your head to monitor things and you're the more successful you become the more entrepreneurial you allow yourself to be you're going to find that you are starting to think dynamically you're starting to see problems from you know different I think, challenges from different perspectives, and that's really, you know, that's part of the entrepreneurial angst. We're not talking about eliminating that. What we're talking about is eliminating the things that basically derail your entrepreneurial angst, the things that derail your ambition, the fear-based things that come from, frankly, not being organized or, frankly, not knowing how to really manage your own time or manage yourself. So that's what today's podcast is all about. Julie, do you, do you have any shout-outs? I don't in particular. Uh-
1: Actually, I wanted to use this uh, little Facebook post to help this agent. She's also a broker. Um, and also highlight that there may be some signs of change in the marketplace. This mm. comes out of beautiful Southern California from a fantastic broker and agent, Beatrix Whipple. And she writes, help, I'm so frustrated. I'm listing a gorgeous home and my activity is dead. Crickets. No showing appointments. Today we had an open house that literally nobody came to. There happens to be a lot of inventory in this little pocket because developers are buying small lots and building tracts of 6 to 12 townhomes. So there's a lot of competing, albeit higher priced, inventory. Now, Tim, you and I know this area. This is in Costa Mesa, and I think everybody believes, well, Southern California, Orange County ought to sell overnight, but maybe not. Two competing properties in our track dropped the price and went into escrow. That's not much of an option for my seller because they have very little wiggle room. We really are at the best location, best views, nicest floor plan, uh, though only two bedrooms, it is a quite a large-sized property. We are second to fewest days on the market considering the competition, and she sent a link to the competition. Looking for feedback, ideas, words of encouragement that would be appreciated. She is sending mailers uh, for rent-versus-buy scenarios to local renters who earn above 100000 Any ideas? I'm feeling so frustrated for my sellers. It's been 35 days on the market so far, but zero traffic. Crickets.
0: Okay, well, so let's break it down as if we're on a coaching call. I mean, and, and guys, normally on a coaching call, obviously, you're asking questions and helping the, well, maybe you don't know, but you're basically, as a coach, you're trying to help folks discover their own answers. That way they can learn, opposed to just giving a little mini dissertation on it. But here's your mini dissertation. So when you have a property that's sitting, it comes down to three things, price, condition, location. You've all heard that. It's true. <laughs> it's the reason it's kind of you know part of real estate lore. And the script goes something like this. Mr. Seller, and and by the way, the answer to your question is going to be lower the price. I mean, you can offer more incentives to the buyer's agent. You can make better pictures. You can, you know, all the other things that normal agents do marketing-wise, but at the end of the day, you're losing. There's other things that the buyers are seeing that offer greater value for even sometimes more money. But when the interest rates are as low as they are, and someone can add another 25 or 50 grand to their mortgage, and it doesn't really greatly affect their mortgage payment, they're going to do it. That's the reason this new construction. By the way, guys, this is true for everywhere in the country. New construction definitely is going to have the edge on resale. We've been warning you guys about that for two years. But here's your basically your outline of your script, Mr. Seller. When you have a property for sale, and after two weeks or ten showings, if it hasn't, uh, if, we, if you don't have a written, you know, real offer on the property. It's generally speaking, it needs to be repositioned on the market by at least 10% so it better reflects the buyer's expectations. Notice I didn't say lower the price. And so, Mr. Seller, it comes down to your location, it comes down to your condition, and it comes down to your price you know, the positioning on the market. So when you look at condition-wise, Mr. Seller, were you planning on remodeling the kitchen or adding another garage or, you know, maybe getting rid of the you know pool in the backyard that nobody seems to want? Were you planning on making any of those changes? And the seller, of course, will say no. Okay, so the condition is what the condition is then. So as far as location-wise, Mr. Seller, I mean, we're obviously not going to be able to pick the house up and, you know, point it a different direction. So the location can't change either. So condition and location, uh, which are, you know, two-thirds of the most important formula you need to know to be successful selling real estate, Mr. Seller, two-thirds of those things we cannot change. That leaves us with how it's positioned in the market in terms of price. So, Mr. Seller, the only way to overcome the competition at this point, since we've already had it for sale, since we've you know maybe you haven't had a bunch of showings, uh, if it's been for sale for two weeks, and you can, by the way, uh, agent li- agents listening, if it's been for sale for two weeks or a month, you can get into the MLS and you can show the seller that similarly priced homes have sold. So don't let them believe that the market's just dead and don't allow yourself to believe that as well. And again, if you don't have an obvious condition issue, an obvious location issue, then the only other thing that leaves is price. Now with that said, uh, the price is probably after you know two weeks or ten showings. It probably needs to come down 10%, which is a bitter pill to swallow for most sellers, especially when they're reading the LA Times. <laughs> you know, you're in Costa Mesa, and they're all believing basically real estate is the you know Willy Wonka's golden ticket. I get that, uh, but so you're going to have to fall back on using actual statistics and numbers. This is all part of the uh, you know the premier coaching program. We have a ton of price reduction scripts as part of that coaching program all written out for you and also audio recordings uh, where you can listen and just basically emulate what you're hearing the price reduction stuff the repositioning you know uh, again the more politically correct way the sellers hate hearing lower your price so you have to say reposition the house in the market more correctly reflect the buyer's expectations they love that lower your prices like fingers uh, fingernails on a chalkboard but when they when you guys get good at the repositioning uh, conversations, when you get good with your scripts, you will all of a sudden in a changing market, find yourself with more business than you know what to do with, because you'll have your listing selling. all the other agents aren't going to have the i don't know you want to pick your answer it's gumption, it's skill set. It's uh, you know, courage to tell sellers they need to lower their prices. Most agents get their listings from personal relationships to the sellers, and the last thing they want to do is upset the apple cart and tell maybe the seller the truth. They're trying to protect themselves from getting yelled at or getting fired. So when those listings expire, you're, and if you've proven yourself in your marketplace to be able to get price reductions get your stuff sold, you will have to beat the sellers off with a stick, and it happens faster than you think. You know, it'll happen, a transition from a real obvious strong buyer's market to a neutral market to a seller's market. Guys, it doesn't take a year. It takes months. And what you're describing, that little slice of Costa Mesa, sounds exactly like what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah. looks like you're transitioning very strongly to what's going to be a buyer's market over what's been maybe a traditional seller's market. So these are all the dynamics. This is what makes real estate exciting. You know, there is isn't no one market in the United States, and even in your whole market, there's slices of markets that are doing really well and slices of markets, you know, price ranges, might be neighborhoods, might be areas of town that aren't doing so great. As a real estate, a true real estate expert, as someone who's really, whose you know, main purpose in life is being of service to others, you guys have to master those statistics and really get to know the MLS. And if you're a brand new agent, the most value, the, the most important thing you can do to get the most, you know, bang for your buck, is definitely mastering the market. And there's no better way to master the market than go out there and start obviously soliciting sellers and pick up some great buyers. But take every opportunity you can to go look at real estate. Take every opportunity you can to study the market trends. Uh, talk with other agents. Really get to know it so that anytime you're anywhere, you can have a very, you know, real conversation with sellers or with potential buyers about what's happening, and you don't have to just say the normal things that agents say. I have a list of houses that aren't on the market yet. You know, all these little gimmicks that agents have been saying forever, those just basically are the types of things agents say because they don't know the market well enough. Know the market, become an expert, become really great at doing the things that other people aren't willing to do, i.e. tell sellers the truth about price. And, guys, there's no limits to what you'll accomplish in this business, that's for sure. So, Julie, unless there's anything else you'd like to say, let's get to our topic.
1: No, nope. I think that uh, something that we all need to watch, and this is just evidence that you need to know the stats on your micro communities, not just on your towns. So pay attention to that, as Tim said. Okay, so the Practical Guide to Eliminating 3 a.m. Real Estate Night Sweats Forever. So what's the definition of this? What What is this whole 3 a.m. night sweat or stress? Well, a specific response by the body to a stimulus, like fear or pain, that disturbs or interferes with the normal Uh, physiological equilibrium of an organism. That's literally what's happening now. Stress causes discomfort emotionally, physically, mentally, and financially. The word stress is a shortening of the word distress. Stress in real estate is primarily due to a feeling of lack of control. That's something to think about, write down. Stress in real estate comes comes from the feeling of a lack of control. It comes from many angles at many times. You can't eliminate it entirely. I wish that I could do all that for all of you, but that's impossible. But you can control your emotional response to it when it happens to you. Now, negative effects of not being able to handle stress in real estate are many. This is one of the major differences between top producers and everyone else, their ability to deal with the stress when it occurs. Inability to deal with stress manifests itself in lack, lack of income, lack of control of your lead generation, lack of client control, lack of emotional stability, not that you guys have ever heard that in your transactions before, lack of predictability and income, anxiety, depression, and yes, 3 a.m. real estate night sweats are common, not stuff you really want to ignore. And by the way, guys, it's not just part of the business and it's normal to feel stressed all the time. There are people that will try and convince you that it's just normal to be out of control all the time in real estate. That's called lack of business maturity. Would you agree with that, Tom?
0: Oh, completely. And, you know, Julie and I, we've been in the business now for over 20 years. And I remember when we started selling real estate, we certainly – we didn't know what we know now. And as we slowly kind of figured it out, we started reading more books, started – you know emulating every time we read a biography it, we tried to adopt the uh, you know we created our own napoleon hill mastermind in essence you know not all these people were even alive or did we know but we tried to pick up the common the common traits and as julie's alluding to one of the number one common traits that we saw with everyone we read everyone we heard from every anyone who's ever accomplished anything significant in their lives it's always been, they they break the day down to, I tell you guys this, every radio show practically, the day comes down to three to five minimum standards and sticking to a schedule. Now, it's very difficult, and I get that, to have the whole day scheduled, but you can at least have the morning scheduled. And when you have the three to five things that you're going to accomplish, let's say you accomplish you know four of them in the morning before noon, that will set your whole day up for having just a beautiful day, a beautiful week, a beautiful month—it just never ends. But it comes down to the discipline of what you're going to get accomplished every single day. And the other thing I see com- that happens all the time is you guys will make statements, but they won't—you know—be a goal. Really, it'll be an idea because the goal is a dream with an action plan, and you have to have a completion date. So as you're going through, you're thinking about what it is you want to accomplish. Get out of your business. Get out of your life use the real estate treasure map, guys. It walks you through the whole thing. And it also explains why in the past when you've set goals, you've probably not accomplished them because people are really good at writing down what they want, but they're really shitty about writing down when they're going to accomplish it by and when that, what their specific action plan is. Now, maybe you say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to do it this year. Well, realistically, you won't because that's too far out. So maybe you're going to peel that back and say, I'm going to lose 10 pounds by the end of June. And I'm going to do it by you know going to the gym. This becomes one of your daily minimum standards maybe i'm going to go to the gym every day from say 7 a.m to 8 a.m and while i'm at the gym i'm going to do these specific exercises and i'm going to do these specific exercises on monday wednesday and friday you guys see what i'm doing you're breaking it down to the point where you don't have to think you just do you know, Steve Jobs was very famous for basically always wearing jeans and a black shirt or a black you know, turtleneck. And the reason he did that, and if you guys have read his biography, you know this, is because he didn't want to have to think. He just wanted to wake up in the morning, he wanted to grab his black turtleneck, and he just basically wanted to go to work. He didn't want to have to have the the, uh, the the burden of having to pick out and assemble his you know, ensemble with his tie and his socks and all the rest of it. So he just basically wore the same thing every single day. That's the type of discipline that you guys can adopt by having your three to five minimum standards. Just plug yourself into a routine that's designed around your specific goals and do it when you don't feel like doing it at the highest level. You know, don't just show up at the gym and say, Oh, I'm here then turn around and leave. Do what you're supposed to do when you're there and then guys, I promise you, faster than you can think, months. Not years. Months, you're gonna see huge differences in your life. Um, The Real Estate Treasure Map, I keep on talking about that. If you guys want to grab a free copy of that, just go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Just fill out the form, download the six books, and when you do, you'll also be entitled to a coaching call with one of our new member coaches, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. So, Julie, next point.
1: Yes, so here's the thing. When you conquer your stress and you take back the control You'll enjoy higher income, happier transactions, more repeat and referral business, better sleep, enhanced emotional stability, and a much more predictable and duplicatable business. But here's the secret. Some of you use the I'm so stressed mantra as a subconscious preventative for earning more money, helping more people, handling mm-hmm. more business. You keep telling yourself you just can't handle it. This explains The feast and the famine tradition of real estate, you know, cash spurts instead of cash flow. So let's break free of that bad habit by understanding how to deal with the stress. Point number one above all else, remember that you are here to be of service. Be committed to being the solution, not the problem. Stress is sometimes self created. This is the easiest stress to eliminate. Whenever you feel the anxiety bubbling up, Say the affirmation, I am here to be of service. Today I will take action to provide the highest value for all of my clients and prospects. Stress is the opportunity to help others at your highest level. Your skills really aren't all that necessary or appreciated when everything's going perfectly. <laughs> so it's actually a blessing. And you're, you can be highlighted. Your skill, You know, this happened uh, last time the market changed and agents freaked out. Well, guess what? When people need you more... Curiously, you're talking less about commission objections and things like that. So stress is an opportunity to be of service. Does that make sense, Tim?
0: It does. I mean, so what she's saying is don't let the stress, uh, you know, drown you. See it for what it is. When you're feeling stress, it usually it's basically psychological stress, which is ego stress. I know a lot of you guys want us to talk about that again on the show. I got a lot of great emails about that when I touched on it last week. Hey, Julie, let's do that again probably on Friday. But psychological stress versus, uh, you know, ego stress versus real stress or fear, basically. They're kind of in the same, you know, bucket. Well, sometimes that fear uh, or that, you know, Uh, the anxiety that you're feeling is your internal self telling you that you aren't prepared, that you aren't good enough as far as, you know, let's not mince words, guys. You don't have your skills down. You are still dependent on buying buyer leads. You don't know how to go after sellers. You don't know how to get price. When you're feeling stressed about those things, in other words, you're fearful of being thrown on the front lines of the real estate war and you know, damn well, you're not ready. You should be fearful. You should be scared. Those are rational logical emotions things.
1: to upgrade yeah. your skills, so you don't have to feel that way anymore
0: right you really, exactly really like it. so don't don't ignore it and don't stop hey guys here's a little epiphany for a lot of you. In, in your constant quest of your, uh, looking for your false profit, a.k.a. real estate easy button, real estate shiny object, you know, have you guys ever noticed that the amount of stress that you accumulate in the quest for something that's going to make it so you never actually have to really truly get to work, have you noticed that that's actually 10 times more stressful than actually having done the thing you were trying to avoid doing? So how many of you guys right now are considering going to a seminar or or buying some product that's supposedly going to do the heavy lifting for you, the lead generation? Let's use that as an example. It's an evergreen example in real estate, right? How many of you guys right now are just like going to go and learn how to buy buyer leads or some little passive thing that will make it so that, oh, oh, I I figured out yet another way not to ever have to learn how to pick up the phone? Guys, the stress that you have looking for these silver bullet shiny object things, the stress that you feel when you, hey, guess what? This one doesn't work either. Those types of emotions, those are what eat you up alive. Those are what ruins your career. Why don't you guys just suck it up and start actually doing the actual work of this industry, start actually becoming the best version of you, know, you as a salesperson, oh, that's what you are, by the way, that you possibly can be and be of service to most people. Why don't you have that mindset? And then what happens is when you have that mindset, when you're working towards the accomplishment of that goal, you don't feel the same stress. You don't feel the same levels of anxiety because you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's a completely different shift in how you exist on this planet. You're finally willing to do the real work, and you're no longer just basically going to look for the hall pass, the easy button. Do you guys understand? I know not all of you do. Some of you do. Those of you who have been in this business for a while or those of you who have been at the point in your lives and you're saying, why the hell am I not further in my life? I imagine you know most of you feel that way, right? Why am I not further along financially? Why am I not further along in some other aspect of my life? It's because you've been looking for shortcuts. That's why. You've been, lo- you've been going against your own nature, and you've been looking for shortcuts. That's what makes it so that you guys have stress-filled lives. Look, doing the hard work of real estate, doing the things that might result in conflict, they aren't stressful in the same way as avoiding it. The avoiding it gives you more stress. Julie, that's maybe giving you some momentum for your uh, for your uh-huh. premiere call today. And that's a great topic, isn't it?
1: Indeed. So let's Which get I'm one more off too shortly. Get more. I'll do one more, though. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. when you feel that stress bubbling up, learn to meditate. Meditation is simply the practice of mindfulness and the focus of intentions. Meditation melts judgment and insecurity and calms the destructive chatter of your mind. Just this while you're breathing is the most simple meditation. Breathing in and out for 10 minutes, it will recalibrate your mindset. So practice this, guys. The next, sec- the next time that this bubbles up, which might be this afternoon when you find out about an appraisal or an inspection or who knows, choose your poison, right? Next time you feel that, just do the just this. 10-minute meditation and see how differently you'll handle that temporary stress. It's pretty amazing. The key, I think, is recognizing it in the first place so that you then can take that first breath of that meditation, if that makes sense. Well, so it's I think that's just, harder than the actually just, doing the meditation. Yeah.
0: The just okay. is on the inhale and the this is on the exhale. So um, in case you guys didn't understand what she was saying. So when you breathe in, just, and you breathe out this. And that's a nice simple meditation. Some of you guys are gonna be offended by the word meditation, get over it. You know, just don't, you know, psychoanalyze, just listen to that concept. Intake, when you breathe in, just when you breathe out, this. And then the key is to focus on your breathing. Actually listen to your breathing. And when you do that, what you're gonna start you know, it's interesting. It doesn't take long for you to start feeling the benefits of that. Uh, sort of like trans like state, what you're doing, what your your goal is, is to unplug the anxiety, unplug the ego, because when you're in that just this uh, mode, your ego, your fear, the, the very thing that's making it so you don't move forward as quickly as you could otherwise, gets disengaged. It cannot coexist inside your head when you're in a meditative state. And look, some of you guys can accomplish that through prayer. Some of you guys accomplish that through exercise. Some of you guys accomplish that through other, you know, art and things of that nature, and that's great. But really, the, the essence of it is, is if you want to know how to control your mindset, if you want to know how to curb this stress throughout the day, the just this thing is awesome. I mean, you know, you can do it in the car. You can do it while you're, uh, you know, listening to our podcast, all kinds of different ways. You can make it so that you are... In more in tune with your highest and truest purpose, which is being of service to other folks. So listen, guys, as always, if you need to get a hold of us, email us directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. If you guys have any suggestions for folks you'd like to have us interview on the podcast, do absolutely pass those uh, folks to me directly, just tim at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to request your free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Look, guys, we love doing this podcast for you every day. We really appreciate the the great positive feedback. If there's ever anything we can do for you, at any, whether you're an enrolled um, a coaching member or not, remember, just email us directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. If you're a new listener, as this time of year we pick up literally thousands of new listeners, uh, congratulations. You found the number one listened to podcast for real estate agents out there. You know, you're know you basically amongst a group of about 100,000 other folks. You can go and listen to past podcasts at TimAndJulieHarris.com and literally, a uh, thousand, maybe, shows on there you can go and listen to, uh, as well as all the timely real estate headlines are over on timandjulieharris.com. You guys have a great day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com.